Hey everybody, so tonight was premiere night for the first episode. So it was premiere night and my family just proceeded to bother me, play random songs in the middle of while I was trying to record. It was just bananas, y'all. But I love them though. Oh, and my dad loves the spotlight as well. So as you can see, he's going to look at the camera and proceed to walk. Okay, everybody. Hi. So tonight was premiere night for Ariel Rain Almost There. Also, there was a bit of a time mix up initially and it was launch day and I was just like, oh my gosh, I was like freaking out. But my family kept me calm and you guys get to hear a bit of that freak out, I guess. I at first was very upset to the point where I don't know. I don't even know how mad I was. I was so mad. I don't know. I still, it still feels like a dream, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. But anywho, um, we're here at the watch party that I'm having. And because of COVID, it's kind of sparse family members. So as you can hear things in the background. <laughs> oh my God, I can't, you know what? I already told y'all I'm really honest. I'm not gonna lie, I'm mad, but. <laughs> But, um, but everybody else, like on social media and people who've been calling me have been really, really positive. And so that's really helped me. My family has been very positive. But I, I wouldn't really consider myself a perfectionist. I can be quite meticulous at times. So the meticulous part of me is not very happy about the two hour difference. Um, but other than that, everybody can still watch it and they'll still be able to see it. So. Life has a way of getting the serious Susan out of Jasmine. And tonight is one of those instances. Oh, <laughs> that's what I named her, but Ariel Rain. You know, you when you really learn in life, you can't control anything at this point. And does that make it easier? No. Uh, am I gonna be okay? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, is my family still gonna crack jokes and think it's funny? Very much so. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed the first show and I hope you're enjoying this show now. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and all those other places. It'll be put somewhere on here. My Instagram handle, Twitter handle, all of that. And so I definitely want to hear you guys' feedback on all the shows and everything. If you enjoyed it, if you have anything positive to say, if you have anything negative to say, I really would rather not hear that. Um, <laughs> not you laughing. Uh, but, you know, hey, it's a free it's a free world. But remember, God is watching. And you should <laughs> I'm just playing, y'all. I'm just playing. All right. La da 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 da. Hi everybody, I'm Elia Rain. I'm your green haired friend. And on this episode today, we're gonna to be talking about my complete and full and whole American Idol experience. And I'm gonna talk about the audition before the audition and meeting with the producers and talking to the VIP people and all types of stuff you've probably never heard before. And if you have, you might've watched that on YouTube or something from somebody else. Um, but that's what this episode is about. Remember, I'm 22 years old. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. I love salt and vinegar chips and sour gummy worms. 
and we're in the back of my car because we came to the park to record and it's so cold i know it doesn't look cold but it's freezing i can't even take it i can't take it i don't know how many degrees it is out here but the wind is blowing so hard i mean it's colder than all the other days that we did isn't it from the movie yes it is yes it is he's shaking his head no yes it is so i wanted to talk to you guys about my american idol experience yeah so <clears throat> for season three i auditioned for american idol and the way that i got the audition was interesting because i got invited by american idol to go audition for american idol they call it a vip audition and it all started when i made a post on instagram i will find the picture we'll put it i don't know here not that i put a post on instagram and i looked in the comments and it was can i say their name he's an american idol um casting director and he said hey i sent you an opportunity in your dms i went to my dms and he was like we would love for you to come audition for american idol and i was like american idol you mean like the show that i grew up watching my whole life where i fell in love with kelly clarkson and fantasia and jennifer hudson and ruben stuttered and everybody like you have no idea so i accepted and i had to go i don't even remember where the place was i went downtown chicago and it was this big old arena and on one side they had all these people you got to think there was like so many people and they had little tables and they had about one two three four five six seven eight they had about eight people sitting behind the table so they're like casting directors or whoever's there judging to see if you can go um audition for the executive producer so all of a sudden everybody's going up to the table i'm so into you into you into you like they kept okay all right let's just say i at least saw 200 people audition simultaneously about a hundred of the people sang the same song whatever hit song was in that year is the song that they were singing period that was such a weird experience so i'm sitting there and i'm on like the vip side auditions and i had to fill out a piece of paper it was like if you could they asked the question they were like if you could sing with anybody who would you want to sing with i of course put beyonce adele and rihanna that was period that's that's who i wanted that's who else right who else um oh honorable mention ariana grande and they were like okay you know come on back it's your turn so i go back all of a sudden they take me to a couple rooms and they're like hey sit here you can't talk and there's like this one room all of a sudden and you can hear people in there singing and some people are walking out like mad sad like they're like really sad they're like you know bottom lip trying to keep it together and stuff because you got to be quiet people are auditioning in the room and so i open the door to the room and i'm sitting there and i have my piano player with me and it's not the executive producers but like the level of producers underneath the executive producers of the show and they're like hello what's up and you guys don't understand how small this room was like let's just say this is me right so here i am I'm walking into the door right this is the door opening here they are right here you could have i could have tripped and my ponytail would have been at one end of the room and my feet at the other end of the room and then they were like okay go ahead sing your songs i sang for them um Oh my gosh, that Lizzo song. Because I love you. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm giving it all I got. I'm singing at the top of my lungs. I'm like, you know what? You only got one shot. Go ahead, do it. They were like, wow, we love that. What else do you have? And so then I sang uh, Some People Want It All. <clears throat> That's what it's called by uh, Alicia Keys. And they were like, oh, wow, we actually love people who sang that song so much, but you sang it differently. Like, we like that. We're feeling that. I'm like, cool. They were like, what's your third song? I was like, well, I know it's the summertime, but I really want to sing a Christmas song. And, well, no, I didn't even tell them it was a Christmas song. I was like, I have, like, this really odd, um, I have this really odd song choice. And they were like, okay, go ahead. So I was like, have yourself a merry little Christmas. They were like, hold on, wait, 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 stop. Is it close to Christmas? I said, no. I was like, I told you guys it was interesting. And then they started laughing so hard. Everybody was laughing so, everybody was laughing so hard. And so after that, we were like, we love it. They're like, when you go in there to sing for the executive producers, sing your two songs. Do not sing a third song. Do not sing a Christmas song. We want you to make it through. Please listen to us. Don't do that. So I'm on my way. I'm going down the hallway. I'm like, oh, made it past the first audition. Thank you, Lord. Because I was nervous, but I also was really confident because... I auditioned for another show before, but I don't know if I could talk about that. So we're just going to go past that part. And so we're about to go into the next room and I have my piano player with me and he's like geeked. You know what I'm saying? Like he's geeked. He's like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. So I walk. And so we're walking down this long hall and like the, the American Idol assistant that's there is like, oh, you know what? Oh, congratulations. You know, relax. You got this and all this. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so geeked. I'm so excited. Right. And so I walk into the room and there's these two women there. They're the executive producers of American Idol. So if you want to look up who they are, that's them. And they were so sweet. And they were like, and one of them has a British accent. She was like, hello, how are you doing tonight? And you know, what songs are you going to be singing and stuff like that? And I was like, oh my God, it's so hard to hear her. I don't know what she's saying. <laughs> I don't know what she's saying. <clears throat> and so I start out with, because I love you. And I mean, my voice is just soaring. You know how you like really rehearse one song like so many times i rehearsed that song for like two weeks before the audition and so i sang because i love you and they're like oh wow we love it they didn't even ask for a second song they were like what's interesting about you what's something what's a fun fact and for some reason i was able to just come out and blurt i was like i'm obsessed with childbirth and they were like what that's weird <laughs> i'm like no since i was three years old I've been obsessed with childbirth. My favorite show was a baby story on TLC. My mom would get me the books. And I mean, the book where, you know, I don't know if kids could be watching this, but anywho, <laughs> my mom would get me those books and stuff. And so I told her like recently, I had started watching women give birth in nature on YouTube because that's like a thing. And then they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, I can show you. And the whole room was like, no, no, no way, no, no. And so, like, I think in the middle of that audition, I had on these wedges. They're, like, this high. I'll show you the wedges right here because I still have them. They were this high. And there was a security guard next to the executive producers. And he was, like, this. He was, maybe I shouldn't He was scary. He was kind of scary. But intense. And, you know, he wasn't supposed to look at us, but he wouldn't stop looking at me. And so he didn't see it. But one of my toes was itching, so I was about to go and scratch one of my toes while the producers weren't looking. And I told him not to look at my feet when I scratched my toes. And this man looked. And I never forgot him for that. And I was just I just felt so disrespected in that moment. <laughs> for him trying to look at me, scratch my toes, because they were itching during the audition. And so after that, they were like, you know what? We would love for you to come audition for our celebrity judges in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We would love for you to come do that. 
And I was like, oh my God, really? And yeah, that was the start of the American Idol journey. I had auditioned for them in August and my Milwaukee audition was in October. And so we're gonna talk about that. La da 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 da. Okay guys, it was just too cold that day. It was cold outside, it was cold in the car. We just went home and said, let's do it again another day. So Wisconsin. So um, my family and I, we drive down to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for the audition. And I actually drive with my grandmother. And if I can find the footage, I'll put the footage here. But you can see me like going in. I'm like kind of nervous, but I'm also excited. And I like very vividly remember telling my grandmother, I'm like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And she's like, what? I was like, oh, I meant, I meant like the experience, not, not the alley we were looking at <laughs> at the time. And so we like check into our hotel and like the producers are like, okay, you have to be at this certain place at this certain time. And I mean, it was so early that I had to get up before the sun came up. So I put on my makeup, I put on my outfit. I was feeling myself, I was excited. I wasn't talking that much because I was trying to save my voice. I was making sure I stayed hydrated. And I remember we were standing in this line outside. Okay, I have a video of that. And they came down the line and they were like, you know, Ariel Rain, are you here? And I'm like, yep, I'm here. And they gave me my number and then make you stand at the table. And they're like, are you ready to audition for American Idol? And you're like, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to audition for American Idol. <laughs> and so I took a picture of my number and they had like stuff set up. So they had like the American Idol sign, like this big old idol sign with like mirrors and stuff on it. And there was this really beautiful building. I forgot what it was called, but it had like really pretty architecture. And my family got sat inside of the building. Thank God it was warm because it was kind of cold outside. I'm not gonna lie. And as you guys can see, I don't like the cold. I don't fool with that. And my family, we ended up sitting there. We get seated around like maybe 8 a.m. And I just wanna, uh, what is what is preface, preface this by saying that that ended up being almost a 17 hour day. I'm not even gonna lie to you. So it just meant I got up at like 5.30. I didn't leave the place until about 10, 11 o'clock that night. It was a long day and my family was there for a long time. They almost starved, but they loved me. So they stayed and were supportive. Um, and I remember very vividly, they had us come out and they were like, come on guys, dance. When I call on you, you gotta step out and hit a dance move. And me, I, I like to dance but I don't when somebody tells me to. So they were like, Ariel, your turn. I was like, <laughs> and then my family, when I got back in, they were like, why didn't you dance? I was like, I froze up. I don't know what song it was, but it was like one of those, like, you know, fist pumping song. What was I supposed to do? I don't know, like this really long dress. It wasn't form fitting. I couldn't move my hips or nothing. So that was, that wasn't, I don't know. That was, that was awkward. Yeah, that was kind of an awkward moment. Anywho, fast forward, I had to go to a lot of interviews. You know, you end up talking to a lot of families. I remember there was this one girl specifically, she had a cowboy hat on and she kept talking about her horses. And I was like, man, like, so she loves horses and she loves singing, you know what I mean? Like, it was odd. It was, you meet all of these odd and cool people. It was like a really cool experience. And I remember uh, it was finally time for me to go audition, I thought but I ended up in one of the American Idol rooms. They let you have like a little rehearsal before you actually go up to audition. And you guys, I got in that room 
They couldn't find my piano player at first. And so they're like, just rehearse with this piano player. I'm like, no, I need mine. Cause I was so nervous. And you guys, I ended up taking off my shoes. I think I put my hair in a ponytail and I spun around in a couple circles because I was like, okay, I need to get all my heebie-jeebies out now. So I was spinning and spinning. And there were two other people in there waiting for their, their rehearsal. And they were sitting there. My piano player came and I sang my song. And when I finally looked at them, they were like, their jaws were dropped. And I'm like, what? They were like, yo, you're gonna make it. I'm like, you guys stop playing with me. Like, uh, like stop playing, you know, <laughs> like stop playing with me. They were like, no, that was like one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. And it's like, people aren't gonna go out of their way to lie to you like that, right? And so when I heard that, I'm like, hmm, maybe I'm onto something. Maybe I do like my arrangement because that the night before in the hotel when I was going over my arrangement, I don't know, I think I got in my head a little bit. So it was finally time, maybe like a few hours after, after all the interviews and stuff like that, after drinking copious amounts of water and having to go to the bathroom at least seven times, it was time for the actual judges audition. And they take you up there in like groups of three or four. So the two people went ahead of me and the girl that was in front of me got three no's. I remember that. And she walked off literally crying, sobbing. And I mean, she was young. She was like in high school. And I'm like, oh no, that can't be you. It's fine. You got this. Don't worry about it. Keep your head up. You rehearsed for this. You've been dreaming about this your whole life. You can do it. And my piano player is like, yeah, we finna get this. We're gonna get the yeses. We're gonna do it. And so I walk out to audition i'm walking on the set i'm gonna just start off. and i literally did this i walk into the set and i'm like oh my god i'm so starstruck <laughs> and inside i'm like ariel ariel why because when i said that katie immediately shut down she just looked at me she was like and i knew in my heart you know celebrities don't want to hear that nobody wants to hear that Starstruck people are crazy. Okay, so I basically called myself crazy in front of Lana Richie, Katy Perry, and Luke Bryan. And then um, after I said that, Luke Bryan was like, oh yeah, I know, because I'm so beautiful. And then Katy was like, oh, please shut up. She probably doesn't even know a song by you. And then she was like, hey, Ariel, name a song by Luke Bryan. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know. And then I was like, oh God, this is going even worse. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't tell him I was starstruck. I told Luke Bryan I don't know any of the songs, but surprisingly he wasn't offended. He was like, yeah, you're like a black girl like from Chicago, like, you know. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you feel me. And so then they asked me about my hearing loss and stuff. And then Luke Bryan said something. He was like, oh, you know, you probably like just turn them down when you don't want to hear people. And then I was like, to be honest, when you have hearing loss, you see it as a privilege to be able to hear. So you want to hear everything no matter what happens. And then they just kind of looked at me like, man, she's kind of tense. I wasn't trying to be tense. I was just, I was there to sing and go. I was nervous. Like, what was I supposed to do? And so then they were like, okay, you know, go ahead, sing your song. I think Lana Richie said a couple things, but you know, it was a little hazy. It was a year ago or two or something. And I go to sing my song, you guys. And I sang my heart out, okay? I gave it all I had. You ever sang from your feet? Like you placed your feet in the ground? and you're pulling energy from your feet, that's what I did. And when I was done singing, I almost had tears fall out of both eyes, genuinely, genuinely. And then all of a sudden, I open my eyes and Lionel Richie stands up and he's clapping for me. And I was just like, holy crap, Lionel Richie, the legend, is clapping for me. And the judges like low-key look shocked, I'm not gonna lie. 
And then Lionel Richie was like, you know what? That arrangement, who made that arrangement of that song? And I was like, I did. And he was like, yeah, like no matter where you go or what you do, you're gonna be successful because you just can't teach that. What you just did there, you can't teach that. You can't teach somebody when to go high and low and you just can't teach that. And then Katie said something. She was like, you know, I feel like you reach for every note and she just took a long pause. And we were all trying to figure out like, I'm like, oh, is that good? And she was like, and I think that's a really good thing. And I'm like, amen, right, God bless, that's so good. And then Luke Bryan was like, I don't even have any critiques. That was just awesome. Like, you know, you just killed it. You just came in here and killed it. I can't even say anything to you. It was just amazing. And then they were like, one, two, three. You're going to Hollywood. Ah. And I was like, oh my God. Ah. You know, I started like tearing up a little bit. And Lionel Richie was like, let me give you a hug. So I went up, I shook Katy Perry's hand first. Wait, no, they handed me the golden ticket. I shook Katy Perry's hand first. Then I shook Luke Bryan's. And Katie's hand was really soft, so I was distracted when I shook Luke Bryan's hand. And then Lionel Richie gave me the sweetest hug. Like, it, it felt very grandfatherish. I'm not saying that he's old. I'm just saying, like, it felt very paternal-ish. Yeah, it was really nice. And he was like, you know, you're gonna do good no matter what happened. And so I left and my piano player was like hyping me up on the way down this long corridor. I'll, I'll put up a picture of it if I find it, this long corridor. And I'm just crying in my head. I'm like, man, you dreamed of this all your life. You got the golden ticket. And not only did I have joy that I got it, but I knew how proud I was about to make my family. I just knew there was what, 10 of them there with me? And so before I get into the room, you gotta think they're interviewing with Ryan Seacrest. And I hear Ryan Seacrest like, oh, she's coming in. And so I open the door and show my golden ticket. And my dad literally passes out, guys. No, no joke. Like he literally just went like this. And three people, it took three people to catch him. My mom and two of my aunts. And so when he was going down, he knocked one of their earrings out. So the earring went across the floor. You gotta think there's like four cameramen. So they're getting the earring. They're getting them screaming. They, they thanking the Lord, saying hallelujah, praise you, Jesus, and all of that stuff, probably speaking in tongues or something. And I'm just like, you know what? I just, you know, like my dreams are coming true. And like, you guys, I was crying so hard, they probably couldn't even use the footage because, you know. Um, and then after that, I just, I I ended up having to say that, you know, you gotta fill out a lot of paperwork. There's a whole process that goes into even getting onto the show. Like, you have no idea. But Golden Second is a very good first step. <laughs> And I was really, really excited. And they were like, yeah, you're gonna go to Hollywood week now. And I'm like, okay, when is Hollywood week? They're like, yeah, it's like in a month, like a good month, you have a month to prepare. And when I heard month, I heard dun, dun, dun. Cause some people got to audition early in the summer. So some people probably auditioned in May and they know that they were going to Hollywood week. They had four or five months to prepare. No, your girl had one month to prepare for Hollywood week. La, da, 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 da. So Hollywood week, they call it Hollywood week for a reason because everything is so freaking shiny. I got off the plane to go to Hollywood week and honestly, you guys, I think I was so excited. I don't even remember getting transported from the airport to wherever I was initially. I just know I ended up in a holding room and you guys can see the holding room footage here. And so when I called it Hell Week, nobody thought it was funny, but I had grown up watching the show. And so it goes to say, like, even my perspective at first was jaded. How are you going to call something Hell Week and then expect to enjoy it? Like, you need to, right? And so 
here I am. It's 166 of us out of 15,000 people. Only 166 people went to Hollywood. And when I heard that, I really, I really took a moment to thank God. I'm like, man, I made top 166 out of 15,000 people. That's a lot. That's that's a feat, especially for someone with hearing loss. Like, girl, give yourself props. Like, you had a month to prepare for this, but come on, do your thing. And I was immediately surrounded by so much music and people who love music and people who were just talented. And that just really, it changes you. It, it gives you such a different perspective. It, it, it inspires you, encourages you. Like I honestly wanted to put out 16 albums after I was around everybody. And I remember at Hollywood, we, we like got our rooms and they gave us like five rehearsal rooms. And I think that's what kind of threw me off because there's 166 people in five rehearsal rooms. So there I am trying to sing my song and somebody over here is singing Never Enough, the top of their lungs. Somebody over here is singing, I don't know, a country song. Somebody over here is singing some pop song. And so you're hearing all this stuff. And then they tell you, you cannot rehearse in your hotel room because of course you don't own the hotel, right? And so I couldn't really find time to rehearse. I think I was dealing with like a culture shock because I'm not gonna lie to you, a lot of the people that were on my uh, season or whatever had been on the other shows at least five times before, a lot of them, like four or five times they've been on other shows before, so they already know what the process is like. Again, this is my first encounter with television. This is my first encounter with the competition of this, um, of this caliber, and so, it was just, I was kind of looking around like, oh God, do I belong here? I totally had imposter syndrome, totally. And um, I remember it came time, they separated us into two groups. So there was one group that would do, that would go one day for Hollywood week. And there was another group that would go for another day for Hollywood week for round one. And before that day even came, we got on this double decker bus. And I have this video with just a couple people from the double decker. There was like 28 of us. And the double-decker bus was so much fun. We were around Hollywood week. It was cold outside, but we got to see the Beverly Hills sign, all of that stuff. So that was pretty cool. So being able to tour um, Hollywood and LA was super cool because I learned that it's not how it is on the movie. I mean, of course, you, we always know the movies are jaded and, you know, Hollywood, like, no, it really is not like how it is on the movies. Like, the nicer parts were the parts where they had multi-million dollar homes. But other than that, it is like a regular city outside of that. But granted, I'm from Chicago, and I'm used to seeing that city stuff. So, <laughs> um, so we moved to day one of the auditions, or like the first round of Hollywood week where you sing your song that you picked out beforehand. And some people do really great. Some people bomb it. Some people, uh, you're like, what? Some people kill it. I mean, some people got standing ovations. It was really cool seeing the judges again, seeing their outfits. And I'm gonna, not gonna lie to you, Lionel Richie really is like one of the greats. Like he kept giving us advice. Like he would turn over to the audience to be like, you know what guys, you do know this is the start of your life. You know, this is the beginning of your life. Stay encouraged, you can do it. He's just super positive and, and loving and all those things. So I love him for that. And when it finally came time for my audition, I had decided to go without music when they gave us a music option, but they gave us the music option I felt kind of late, like a, like two days before we got there. And so with me, I like doing things the way that I rehearsed them, so I didn't choose the music option. And I think that was a mistake on my part. It, it kind of took some confidence away because it's so weird to go from music to no music. So it kind of took the confidence away from that a little bit. 
someone, I want to finally go up there and sing my song. I didn't do bad. It's just that when you can't perform the song like full out, where you're like, bah! oh, that's not what I sang. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. Oh, when you can't like go full out or you don't have the music and everybody else has the music, of course you're performed. Like if you're gonna sing a song, acapella baby, you better come with it, period. Just period. So finally got off the stage. Um, and then we, the next day is elimination rounds. No, it's that same day. Elimination rounds are that same day. It took about four hours, five hours for us to wait. And I get in this group of 10 people and Lionel Richie is doing doing our elimination while well, he's telling us whether we made it or we didn't make it. And he steps away from the mic, guys. And I cannot hear him. But also, I don't want to be like, um, excuse me, I can't hear you and interrupt TV because they're recording for TV. And so he said something and he sat back down and I looked and somebody started crying and they came and hugged me immediately. And so I, didn't, I don't know whether to smile or frown because I didn't hear anything. So I wait to get off stage and far enough away from the cameras. And I'm like, yo, what happened? And then one of my friends that I made in American Idol, and I made a lot of American Idol friends, was like, we got eliminated. And I was like, wait, hold on. I was like, we got eliminated. Like, what? And he started trying to say, no, don't be discouraged. I'm like, bro, just don't talk to me right now because I, I got I to gotta sit with this for a second. I got to sit with this for a second. And it, it was just the most surreal feeling because when you go and do something like American Idol, your expectation is to go really far, to win. I don't I don't know what everybody else's expectation is. I wasn't there to just move around and play around. So I was like mad, heartbroken. But also because it had just happened, I think I was in a state of shock. So when they like pushed us out of the auditorium to go in front of the cameras, they're like, how do you feel? What is, what's going on with you? How do you feel? I'm like, well, you know, I know this isn't the end of my career. I don't even know what I said. Honestly, I was in shock. I honestly don't know. And so I think I went to the bathroom for a second. I didn't shed a tear or anything. I was just literally in shock. I felt like I was floating. I literally was out of my body. Like, so if I'm here, like I was literally floating above my body. I was not even present at that moment. And so, um, I ended up doing like my final interview rap and me because I'm a wanderer I like to wander around I like wandered and like searched the whole place like I went back into the holding room when nobody else was in there and I started looking around spinning the circles and I was totally having a main character moment so I took a couple tearful selfies and stuff um and I'm like oh my gosh it's over like but you can audition next year but then you're like I don't want to audition for anything else <laughs> you know you're just like heartbroken and so um, after that, we get on the, me and two other people who got eliminated, we get on the bus to go back to the hotel. And I actually have footage of that, no lie. I have a lot of footage, actually. And um, I get back to the hotel and the guy's like, yeah, you have an hour to get out of your room, you know, and come back to get your flights that you need. And so I'm in my room and I'm like totally having another main character moment. I'm like, well, wait, what if they call me back? Like, you know, still in shock. And so, I'm going to show you guys a song that I was singing in my room after. I won't give up on love. Even if the skies gear up. Giving you all my love. Still looking up. And what I was saying to myself, and I'm like, you know, this isn't the end. Remember what Lionel Richie told you? Like, no matter what happens, you're still going to be successful. This is just the beginning. Millions of people have auditioned for American Idol. It's fine. Like, you don't have to worry about it. It's fine. And so I come down the stairs 
and I'm about to leave the hotel and I'm like, man, that's it. And even before I left the hotel, I started looking at the other people preparing for the next round. You know what the next round is now. It was, what was it? It was duos actually. And so I like go peek my head in and I'm watching people prepare and the cameras are everywhere and I'm walking amongst the people. And then one of the producers is like, hey, where's your partner? Why aren't you rehearsing? I was like, well, I got eliminated. He was like, oh, sorry. And then one of the battle business, I was like, ah, kill me. Ah, I hate this. And so, um, that was that was hilarious so i'm downstairs finally i have my suitcase i'm on my way out and then this sassy little thing came up to me it was faith of course you guys know faith uh she came up to me and she was like hey come listen to this song listen to what me and my partner are doing i need your opinion and so i'm like she needs my opinion in my mind but i'm like listen i'm like girl what is it so they were singing uh, a song and she was like should we harmonize here or not harmonize here like what should we do and i'm like you know what um do this and do that like that'd be super cool and she was like okay that's your work like i'm gonna figure it out and um and i remember her being like so yeah what happened during your uh, audition for hollywood week and i'm like you know i don't know i think i got in my head and she was like no you need to go home and figure out how to show those people what you showed me in that room and then a memory came back that first night when the first group went and we didn't go me and like five other people went into one of the practice rooms after the night was over and we started having a rehearsal. Uh, not a rehearsal, we started having a worship session and we sang every gospel song. We just really went in that room, we praised the Lord, like the Holy Spirit really touched down and blessed us. And I had like a 17 minute video. You can't see anybody because I didn't want anybody to start performing. I wanted us to just stay in our worship. And as you can see, me, I was singing, I think Robert was singing. Uh, another person was singing like I don't even remember how many people were in there and she was like yeah I remember I came and sat in that room I never sang but she said I saw you singing and I was like I told myself I was like oh I need to step my game up because this girl got something this girl is doing it and when she told me that she was like yeah all you need to do is go home and figure out how to show the judges what you showed everybody in that room and it was at that moment that I really felt God trying to tell me something. Because let me tell you, let me tell y'all something. We can dream it all day. We can want something all day. We can desire something all day. But your prayer should always be, Lord, give me what I need. And at the moment, I thought I needed to win American Idol. To uh, gratify myself or to make myself feel worthy of artistry. Because I even remember another person telling me, stop trying to sing like you're a singer. You're already a singer. Stop trying to, what, what are you trying to prove? And I thought I would need an American Idol win to prove to myself that this is something I should be doing. Like a yes or no from a judge or a yes or no from this so many people would gratify me. And I hope I'm explaining that well enough. But no, you need to be okay with yourself. You need to be okay with your gift and your talent and what you have before you get all the shiny lights, before you get whatever. Like accolades and accomplishments in life situations shouldn't define how you see yourself. Because whether or not I ever sang another song, I love me and that's what's important. Whether or not I was able to sing another song or have a platform to say anything to anybody, I love me. And that's what's important. You gotta love you first. You gotta appreciate you first. You gotta understand your intention first before any of the rest of that stuff, y'all.
So when Faith told me that, I know God was speaking through her and we're still cool to this day. Like, and I was so grateful and appreciative. So when I went and I toured around, I actually stayed in LA for like six more days actually. So I like went out and met really cool people and had a whole bunch of fun. Um, I held in my mind that thought of, what is your intention? Are you okay with yourself? Are you cool with this? Like, you're an artist, but for why? Like, nobody thinks all your dreams and plans, do you have character development as a goal? Because I did it, and God has really been kicking my tail in the character development department. So, yeah, I learned a lot from American Idol, and I knew that it was just the beginning of something. And I still do hold on to Lionel Richie's words. And like, if you guys are watching this today, I have my own TV show now. And I auditioned for American Idol October of 2019. And so now it is 2021 and you're watching the second episode. The Bearing Rain almost there. So as you can see, um, after much prayer and practice and uh, giving myself and learning myself and loving myself and appreciating my own voice, my own artistry, um, I made it and I was just fine. So I really wish I could be like, oh my God, there's this huge deep lesson, but I don't even think it's that deep. Like you win some, you lose some, baby. You just got to keep on getting back up. Keep going. Don't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. No. So I appreciate American Idol. I'm grateful for the experience. I'm grateful for them asking me to come audition. I'm grateful for all of that. And I'm grateful for the connections that I've made. And I can't wait to bring the connections that I've made onto this show so we can talk to them, have conversations with them and things like that. And yeah, it was a great experience. I was heartbroken, but my heart has been mended. And as you can see, I'm doing really good today. So that's good. If I had any advice to any young artist or any independent artist or someone who wants to go do a show like that, I would just say that no matter what happens, whether you make it or don't make it, don't let anyone else's opinions define you and what you're sure about within yourself. And uh, have fun, make connections. I think my biggest regret from American Idol, I'll never forget, was I was walking down the stairs and a girl asked me, she was like, hey, do you want to go warm up together? Because I kind of like started warming up on the stairs and I was like, oh, no, thank you. I'm just going to do it by myself because I guess I didn't want to crack or something. Like I was, I don't know, y'all, I was tweaking. And that girl's name is Julia Gargano and she now has a record deal and just released her second single. <laughs> Super sweet. And I think we've spoken a couple times, but I just, whenever I see that, I'm like, man, man you gotta get out your own head don't let fear stop you from connecting with people that was a big lesson i learned so hopefully julia doesn't mind i mentioned her in this but if you're see me hi how's it going thank you guys for watching okay guys so this is my golden ticket you see it right i got to keep mine i can't give you those tips but yeah it's real